When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the southernmost point of dawn to the lands of always winter, what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, even if those shadows are coming from Mordor, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Cat Napsuck. We are live, and I am not going to be live alone. Joining me, I guess we could say, pretty much now as always, is the wonderful Alden Diaz. Alden, welcome back, and welcome home to hey. Westeros. Oh, I was just hanging out on top of this hill. I saw you down there fighting. Figured I'd just ride down like Aylmer at the Battle of Helm's Deep. That's, you know, exactly. Exactly. I get that reference because it's a movie series I love. Uh, um, Yes, I'm going to call out the the elephant in the room, Alden. Uh, I'm going to call it out. Yep, I do finally have a Targaryen beanie. Finally got it. It took me like two years to casually talk on video to do, but I got one. I got one. It's a really good look. I actually, I legitimately, like, I really do like that it's just the, just the drag. Like, I, I don't need it to say Targaryen all the way around the beanie. Like, I think you and I have a similar, like, I yes. like my credit shirts, like I'm wearing right now. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't, I don't need a shirt that says House of the Dragon on it. I want the iconography. Yes. Yeah. I, and, and you know, there, I, I, my, 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 um, the way I, I get those shirts, it's changed over the years. Like, I, I have a lot of uh, uh, Game of Thrones shirts from, like, first season, second season that are just big. They say, hi, I watch this show. Um, now I like, you know, I like the subtle ones or you know, the Star Wars shirts that are just like a wisp of Star Wars versus uh, a crazy mashup shirt. I actually got rid of. This is a great, we, this is a freeform show today. If you're watching live or listening later <laughs> on the podcast, we're going all over the place. We're going Rings of Power, House of Dragon. We might talk a little bit that HBO Max business news and what it does to Game of Thrones or actually probably what it doesn't do the show but we're start talking about the important things i got rid of all my uh daenerys serial ripped apparel mashup shirts about three years ago all day and i didn't even look back i didn't even look back i just donated them got rid of them it was a time no it was t- the, the, it was definitely a time it was not t public there was the other one it was ripped and then there was a second one that yeah, t- they had really fun yeah. mashups yeah yeah and it was definitely of a you know, internet age, the nerds were winning, so we were celebrating ourselves a lot. <laughs> yes. Then now, now I think we're we started to move away from it. I had a few of those. I had a uh, a Jakku Ray getting the idol from Raiders shirt. Ooh, that's pretty. You know, I don't um, I don't mind the mashups. Yeah, you're right. There was this bonanza, and Game of Thrones was part of it. Game of Thrones, I think, is one of the things that just exploded nerd culture out into the into the the, the pop culture zeitgeist. Without a doubt, that's why we're here still discussing it. But yeah, there was a little bit of me going, ooh, I literally in the 80s one time got like bullet, like choked, almost choked out for wearing a Return of the Jedi shirt in like third or fourth grade. Um, I, you know, I'm going to celebrate not experiencing that by getting every ripped apparel shirt that comes across. And ripped was a great company. We worked with them at Schmoes, nice folks. Uh, so uh, nothing bad there uh, to say about that. But just, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, I'll grew them a little bit again. The cycle, the yeah. cycle repeated. 
It happens. I mean, I look back at, I had a childhood experience, not as bad as like eighties, you know, people trying to beat me up, yeah. but I had, um, a, a ring on an, on a chain, the one ring and I wore it <laughs> in elementary school. I got it from Barnes and Noble or books yeah. a million or one of those. And some kids made fun of me and I threw it in the dirt and I left it. I love that. And I, think- I wish I could time travel back to young me and be like, pick it up, pick it up, <laughs> make <man>. them pay. <laughs> Corey Fleming, put this comment up if you're watching live here on YouTube. We're going to take some questions. We might have some people pop it in here again. Uh, I got a call from Eric Monroe uh, to play. Corey Fleming says, I'm at work. Just stopped in to say what's up, Corey. Thank you for saying what's up. And how and uh, House of the Dragon merch is for sale at HBO Max. Uh, all that we, we, we're, we'll get it. Let's touch a little bit on this news that's been dominating the, the entertainment world for the last couple of days. This HBO Max news, the Batgirl cancellation, uh, or if you can call it cancellation, the uh, locking of the film behind a wall forever. All these yeah. things. It's upsetting a lot of people. I to- totally get it. Uh, understand it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's infuriating on a lot of levels. It's frustrating on a lot of levels. Uh, I, I, as a music fan, I, I, I don't mean this as a cynical joke. Eh, welcome to the story of albums getting buried and never released and artists having to fight for years to get their tapes back. This is just kind of the dark side of the business. But uh, your thoughts in general, including the uh, things that you're upset about, but also let's talk about how it might relate or might not relate to House of the Dragon. Yeah, big picture. I think it's a, it's a complicated discussion and we're not going to do an hour on Zaslav and his mm-hmm. political views and everything, which yeah. are, uh, to put it in very simple terms, uh, perhaps opposed to change and uh, to progress yeah. uh, and to having other voices at the table. If you look at the way that the Warner Discovery board is, for people watching yeah. that aren't familiar, you know Warner Brothers, you've known Warner Brothers your whole life. You ever watched a Looney Tunes cartoon? They are now Warner Brothers Discovery because of some uh, being cut loose and then reforming. And it's all very boring and businessy, but... <laughs> That new well, board yeah. uh, got got a lot of old, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of old white guys, yeah. and yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. these two directors, Adil and Bilal, who just had Ms. Marvel, yeah. they have this movie. It's in post. It's got a uh, you know Afro Latina as Batgirl. It, you know Christina Hodson wrote it, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. gone. And that was just the first little burst of what is a bigger problem of has content now. One, mm-hmm. are we going to weigh creative uh, decisions by our possible tax benefits and, and write-offs? Are we going to strategize in a way that is almost a reversal of everything that happened in streaming? Because if you'll remember, this is the same company with HBO Max uh, as th- that wing in particular that embraced what was happening during COVID mm-hmm. uh, and embraced the streamers and ran Christopher Nolan off <laughs> after 20 years of partnership. <laughs> And yeah. he called, you know, he said uh, a, a bunch of us, the, the you know, some of the best filmmakers and actors woke up thinking they were working for the best movie studio and found out they were w- working for the worst streaming service. Man. Did he end up being right? I don't know, uh, but it's crazy. And it, yeah. as we're live right now, it's unfolding as an earnings yeah. call happened. So in terms yeah. of Game of Thrones, I mean, yeah. I'll throw it back to you, Ken. I don't know if you, I, I, there's the tier of HBO yeah. shows proper. Yeah, that are going to be safe. Euphoria amongst them, Succession amongst them. Yeah, specifically Max is what everybody needs to be looking at. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it's definitely uh, you know I have not taken that deep dive into it this week. Uh, other other irons and other fires, but uh, you know uh, you, you you 
yeah, it's that tier. It's H- HBO's House of the Dragon, HBO's Game of Thrones, not HBO Max's. Uh, that's the where I watch it. So, uh, I, you know, we'll see what new app I have to sign up for or pay or uh, where we go. You know, I'm on Discovery Plus. I watch ghost shows. I don't know what their demographics are telling them, Alden, but I watch both <laughs> streaming services equally. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean to be cynical. I've, I've been in this, uh, this, this here business, whatever it is for over 25 years, uh, lost a radio job in 1998 because of deregulation and corporations sweep, sweeping in and swooping up, uh, smaller radio stations. And then on the flip side, you got your career at a, a you know, big company, uh, your radio career started, uh, working for one of those companies that was gobbling all up. And you know what? I was happy yep. you had a job for the time you had a job and I was happy. I had a job until I lost it. Uh, I've been dealing with this. It's just at a bigger scale. And yeah, there's some things behind it um, that can always, uh, you can always look at. Uh, We've seen that. um, Some of the Marvel stuff, the comics, some of the Marvel uh, comic heads that kind of had some, I don't know, interesting beliefs, we'll call them. And it may be factored in some of the decisions. It happens. It's sad. We're not celebrating uh, uh, at all. We're we're upset, but uh, on many levels as as artists. But uh, yeah, as far as Game of Thrones, HBO, uh, House House of uh, the Dragon. I almost said House of Gucci. I've almost done that a few times now. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And, you know, uh, we're in this weird world where we're going to watch. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not going to. I'm going to watch it. Um, And hopefully one day I can see some of the other things that uh, are now locked in vaults. Right. And that's the thing is that it's a weird place specifically to go on the mic about George R. R. Martin's side of HBO yeah. because it's going to be the largely unaffected. Like I'm a fan of Game of Thrones. I'm a big fan of Succession. I know mm-hmm. people that are big fans of Euphoria. My mother was like the number one fan of Sex of the City for 20 years, and that sequel show is going. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a Max show, so it's like I had to explain to her like maybe yours goes, but mine stays. Yeah. Like it's it's an interesting thing. What is going to be moved and saved? James Gunn on Twitter telling people, calm down, guys, Peacemaker Season 2 is a go. Mm. So I would assume that gets bounced to the new streamer because they've already announced it's going to be a merger, a streamer merger, Um, or it becomes HBO proper, you know, where Uh, uh, all your your big shows. I'm back to HBO Go. What happens to my Discovery? Where do I watch Ghost Adventures? And where do I watch uh, House (laughs) of the Dragon? Is it the same streamer now? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I was just like to say the people that launched Disney Plus, you did something right. You've had to change nothing. You've adjusted nothing. I love your little <laughs> swish, your little not Nike swish. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, it's just it's amazing to see this all unpack and then tying this in with another. We didn't even talk off air. I'm just bringing it up. So if you had yeah. it on your notes, uh, we got our convention change. Uh, which I had texted yeah. you about. Yeah, actually, it's that's a be- great. Sorry, all the great transition news to bring up too. Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, I don't. You know, I'm gonna tell you something, buddy. I have no notes today. We're just we just tee the ball <laughs> oh, up high and we're right. gonna let it fly. This is what I love doing. This is my old radio background here. The mics are hot and we're talking. So if you want to talk about the convention, I think that's great news. And the announcement uh, they announced that official Game of Thrones podcast, the House of the Dragon podcast, which is exciting too. Yeah, yeah. So they've got official things in the works. audio style event style things are all moving and all of this ties into what we're talking about because that convention which was quietly quietly changed locations yeah uh it was it's sort of a re-announcement not just a date change because it's now going to be la it's now going to be december it begins on alden's birthday so will Mm. you be seeing me west coast it's a very good (laughs) chance uh and that is an interesting beast now because it has this lingering over where 
let's yeah. say they take this and they push it to its highest height and it does become a song of ice and fire celebration. Yeah. Uh, and they do a panel that's like future projects and they have Kit Harrington come out and announce snow. This is all theoretical. Sure. If they even make it that kind of con, like maybe it's not going to be a media mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, who knows what kind of con it'll be. Right. But this is now all hanging over that yeah. where if Kit Harrington said, we're doing snow, yeah. people would say like, but are you really, is it for sure happening? Where is it going to happen? Like it's, yeah. it's changed a lot. Yeah, well, even looking on the animation side in, in the expansion of, of the world of Ice and Fire that was going to happen, and I still think is some of it will happen on, on um, the anima- animation side. Uh, yeah, and again, I don't know the details. have not clicked on a lot of articles this, this week, so, and, and I know the earnings calls going mm-hmm. on right now, so maybe some of these answers are out there. But yeah, that, that makes me um, frustrated. So I had some folks and some friends in town uh, who were getting uh, geared up to uh, do some animation stuff. I'm really excited about some things mm-hmm. they're working on. Um, I don't know if that happens right now. I don't know when it happens it's it's a bigger named uh you know it's a bigger brand but you know what so is that thing called batgirl and batman with michael keaton those are kind of big brands and names that's the thing too as i said to you off air it's like streaming as a as an entity unmasked itself and revealed Mm -hmm. a dark side a different truth and it's like if michael keaton as bruce wayne is seen as something that is worthy of being trashed for tax write-offs then truly nothing outside of Kevin Feige's projects is yeah. truly safe in this landscape. And, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation to have because we don't really know sort of what the creators are thinking now in terms of how they want to spend their lives. I, you know, yeah, I saw yeah. a tweet from uh, uh, the, the showrunner of Dickinson, a show that I watched on Apple mm. TV plus about Emily Dickinson. And it was uh, the Haley Steinfeld show, if anyone's watching and they were wondering what mm. I'm talking about. And mm. she tweeted yesterday in light of this Batgirl news, I am glad that I spent my entire last day on set begging Apple execs for a hard copy of the seasons. Yeah. She goes, I have the only ones they just gave, they gave me DVDs as a courtesy. They yeah. do not exist and they're not going to be sold. And she's like, and I am so glad that I did that. And it's yeah. like, maybe somebody who's about to pitch to Martin is like, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, no, it affects how uh, you make your art, how you earn money from your art, uh, which go hand in hand, uh, unfortunately. Uh, some of this stress and some of this these complications can force, uh, you know, creative ways to get your stories out there. But that's a nice pat on the head when you've just lost uh, your life's work or a project in a, in a film you've worked on for years, you know, so... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's been interesting to watch. Like you just, I, outside my eye, when it first started, it's like, well, that uh, home box office uh, branding, I know it very well from this Dragon World. We'll, we'll see what it does. We'll see what it does. And on the flip side, on the other side of it, you have Amazon going, yeah, we're good for a while. Uh, get ready to watch Rings of Power. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder how many people in the office are going, yeah, this is great. Uh, great. Get some negative press for them because it's a war out there. It's a war out there. <laughs> it's true. And, and part of that war is fought with perceptions. I mean, again, casually talk people that have been watching for, you know, the last six episodes drink whenever we mention wrestling because it's going to continue. Uh, the, the, the wrestling TV wars were fought with perception being one of the key weapons of let's make them seem like a joke and let's make the other side seem like why bother watching was a yeah. big sort of thing, especially when one side was taped. It's like, yeah. let's give away their results. Why bother watching? Yeah. The angle here for in- internally, I would imagine if you're Jeffrey Bezos, you're like, why bother watching that? It might not even exist soon. Yeah. Like, 
you know, yeah. that's got to be a, a snarky little element. Too. It, it will. Yeah, it's going to be good. But let's get to some uh, happy news. I like that you brought up this convention thing. I was all set to go to the official Game of Thrones uh, convention in Vegas. It was at the Rio, which uh, used to be a high-end casino hotel. No, it's not so high anymore, but it's got Kiss Mini Golf. So I love going there. Uh, next door is uh, the Gold Coast Casino, which is very lower end. I used to go to a pro wrestling uh, event there every year. So I'd love going to the Rio. I was so excited. I was so in. Vegas, Game of Thrones, let's do this. Then it got moved. The pandemic had Everything, if not a lot to do with it, at the very least. Um, I'm excited, not just because it's L.A. and I get to drive down the, the 101 to the L.A. Convention Center. Uh, I know it's a, it's a journey for, for you, Alden, if you decide to come out. But, yes, Cashly Talk, we'd love to be there. We'd love to hang out, love to meet all of you there. And you, you just uh, brought up a great question of what kind of convention will it be? When we hear, ooh, a convention, a Star Wars celebration, a San Diego Comic-Con, Today, and for the last maybe 10 years or so, it's been news-driven, right? What are they going to reveal? What trailers? Who's going to come out? But really, it's not the, the history of conventions. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. in 76 or whatever, you know, you know, Charles Lippincott and Mark Hamill come out to talk about this Star Wars picture. But really, it's a celebration of the fandom of the world. So I don't know which side they're going to land on. I'm sure maybe somewhere in the middle. What do you want? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, it's interesting because it's the word official that creates all of the difference in my mind where, you know, like your partner, the great Joseph Scrimshaw on Force Center mm -hmm. talks about that Doctor Who con Gallifrey one. Yeah. Like Gallifrey one is a convention put together by people that love Doctor Who. It yeah. is not put on by the BBC to discuss Doctor Who. Uh, this mm -hmm. having the word official on it yeah. is very, very different where they have a role in it. It's not like we got together and threw together Casterly con. Because then <laughs> well, it's like that coming. would just be <laughs> yeah. TBD. Well, well, that, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, no, they they had uh, it was what was it? Con of Thrones, right? Was that the one that was uh, kind of yeah, the unofficial one? Yeah. And I was and all that was fans. Yeah, I was all set yeah. to try to get there. They have great events, a lot of podcasts, a lot of media out there, uh, a lot of YouTube channels and everything. And uh, and then this official one popped up, and then I just kind of naturally right or wrong, naturally kind of start looking towards the official one. I think because of the news side of it, right? That's because I, I don't love right. panels. Panels, uh, I, you know, the Hall H stuff, God bless anyone who waits days sleeping on the sidewalk, uh, in a head under bushes. I just I just never think the panels are worth it other than the maybe the Marvel ones and the star, some of the Star Wars ones in the past. The 2015 was great. Like the Game of Thrones yeah. Hall H panels are dreadful to me. Uh, you can't reveal anything. You can't talk about anything. The hosts are usually bad. That uh, you know, God bless them. They had a Hodor, Kristen, Kristen, uh, Christian Narn out one. He's not a host, and it was one of the most boring waste of my time ever. This last year was great. Uh, this last one just a couple weeks ago, I thought it had some good stuff in it as well. So, anyways, um, I want to mix them yeah. both, but I'd love. Alden, to celebrate this fandom, this World of Ice and Fire fandom, the books, the shows, uh, none of that discourse about season eight needs to show up. We just need to get together and celebrate this world that we love. That's what I hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you make it a mix of both, I think the sweet spot, uh, one of my partners on Octo Radio, Nikki Kumar, we always talk about the celebrations that once were where mm. they were official, but there was a little bit of that blur lines where it's like, Hey, we are going to do an animation panel and show you a reel from an upcoming season of Rebels, yeah. but or upset or, or something from Clone Wars, or here's some unfinished things, uh, animatics called the Bad Batch. We'll never make those. Yeah, uh, and but there were still panels like, hey, just just sit around with all the guys that have played Boba Fett, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, yeah. but and that doesn't happen anymore. The Wookiees panel that happened this year was a surprise because yes. that type yeah. of eh, 
it's a topic. Like yeah. that doesn't really happen. I would love a little bit of that, but I would also love, I mean, this, this cast list right here, you're going to have Kit Harrington, Alfie yeah. Allen, Jack Gleason, uh, Christopher Hijou. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say your yeah. last name, sir. I apologize. He'll, uh, Tormund Giants Bane. He'll eat uh, your Christian left Aaron. arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel Portman, uh, Gemma Whalen and Isaac Hempstead. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a power guest list to throw yeah. out way in advance. Um, yeah. So they could easily do official mm-hmm. reunion panel. They could do all types of things. Yeah. Um, and I would like a mix. Yeah, I would like a miss, and and you're right. Yeah, I, I love the big and small. It 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 it, it, it go it kind of look. It's it's it. You 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 brought it up in the big business discussion with HBO Max and everything. But yeah, that's kind of what it is. It becomes its own marketing machine. I I still got friends of mine who are in my age group, actually a couple of years older, who like stopped going to San Diego Comic Con ten years ago when they're like when all the all the fake nerds showed up in the studios. Yeah, they got their cigars. I remember when it was cardboard, uh, you know, cutouts and card tables. That was it. And comic books, comic books. They stopped going to conventions. Yeah. I'd like to find the mix, though, because there was a celebration of the medium and the art form and the fandom. And now it is business. It's where you time the timing to announce things. You're talking about Kit Harrington. Yes, let's confirm it if it's December. Yay. You know, you all loved House of the Dragon. We're not done yet. We got more of that. And we got snow. And here's Torment. Giant Bane, and he comes out and says, "Oh, then you didn't say my name right." It, it, that would be a, a, a mix, but I'd, it is—it's it, a balance. But there's a lot of corporate synergy at those conventions. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you sort of have to find—and this is you know a larger convention conversation—but Game of Thrones fans, Ice and Fire fans that are going, you sort of have to find your own, um, like us at the Marriott Bar. Like you have to find the experience and inject. <laughs> a little bit of a personal touch into it yeah. Uh, when they take away. Like, I feel bad for the, the the type of fan that's like, I can't go to San Diego anymore and look through boxes of comics with my friends. Like, you're right, mm-hmm. that sucks. Uh, but at the same time, I think there are opportunities for everybody to sort of find their way. And I hope the convention, like Celebration does, um, yeah. which I, like, I have my Celebration complaints, but what I do think they do a good job of is encouraging a lot of, Fan groups, fan meetups, yeah. fan panels, that type of stuff. Yeah, and to be clear, I love them. I love them. You've been in a hotel lobby bar with me. I love them too much. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to this one. The L.A. Convention Center is a nice spot. Uh, nice, nice spot. It's a subway ride down for me. So head out, head on out there. If you're uh, out there, we'll keep you updated. If we uh, are going or Castley Talks going, uh, we'll get uh, get that information to you. So that's good stuff there uh, as well. And um, we are here to take some of your uh, questions. We're here to take your comments. I did want to play uh, one call because I was uh, supposed to play it last week. Let's send the Ravens and listen to our good friend Eric Monroe. Hey, Ken and Castley Talks. So the Rings of Power Comic-Con trailer was absolutely just amazing. I mean, I was already on board with it to begin with, but now I'm on board times a thousand because it just looks incredible like the House of the Dragon trailer. Um, a couple of my friends have mentioned to me they're a little worried that both shows are going to be on at the same time and that it might create a discourse. But look, there's going to be a discourse either way. You know, you're going to have people saying, oh, Rings of Power is so much better. You're going to have people saying, oh, House of the Dragon is so much better. For, better. But for me, I'm here to enjoy both shows, both worlds. I think you can love both. You don't have to pit one against the other. Just go along for the ride, and I think you'll be very, very happy. I love this call. I, like I said, was supposed to play it last week. Alden forgot, Eric. I apologize for that because he's mentioning the Comic-Con trailer. Uh, we can get into mm-hmm. some of that. 
I love the spirit of what Eric's talking about here. It's what we're trying to do here at Casterly Talk by covering both shows. Um, but also, you know, I, I don't want to sound like some uh, naive, overly optimistic hippie in the woods uh, in 1969 <laughs> talking about changing the world of peace. But we're talking about a lot of uh, nasty business stuff, tough business stuff, complicated business stuff. I'm not a, I'm not one who's just n- always going to be against the business of it because I make money. That's how I pay my bills. I, I want the industry to have a business side to it. And it's important to learn it. Mm-hmm. I always young podcasters, young artists, young stand up comics. Learn the business, learn the business you're in. But the counter to that is um, is I think what Eric's talking about. Again, I don't want to sound over, over uh, you know, simplified and naive here. We're going to love both shows. We're going to celebrate both shows. And we're going to look at what works in both shows. We're going to look what, at what both shows are saying. There's no need to choose. There is a battle. There's a streaming war. Amazon puts this show out, says, yay, September. HBO comes back and says, guess what? Two weeks earlier or so, we're going with our show, which upset Amazon. Uh, it is a war. <laughs> Andor just got moved. She-Hulk, it looks like Disney finally understands you can schedule shows on different days. This will be great. Uh, there's yes. always some cynicism when talk. Even the Andor move is slightly frustrating for, for a lot of fans, but also there's the lumping of the three episodes, which might be about watch time and rankings and subscription. The business is going to be the business. Alden, we cannot, uh, we don't have to take, let's say it this way, we don't have to take part in this fight. Everything in pop culture 10 years or so ago became a fight. And I used to produce one of the shows that was about fighting about movies. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But then that became like how you discuss movies and how you enjoy these things. We got two potentially really wonderful shows. I'm rooting for both of them. We're going to celebrate both of them. Business dealings be damned is my thought on it. I could not agree more. I think that the mode of, at least for my brain, I'll speak for myself and and fairly confidently speak for the people that I'm really close with. That's part of why we find our, our, our tribes in fandom is because the mode of my mind that I can switch into for a fight about movies type thing or for a trivia battle about movies is just that. It's a mode. It mm-hmm. can be fun. Oh, who's your favorite Batman? Oh, I like Christian Bale. Oh, well, I like Ben Affleck. Let's debate that in a fun way. Fun but way. when I'm actually engaging with the art, mm-hmm. I I just have like a really strong aversion to putting something down to raise something else up because we haven't seen a single scene of these shows uh, that they haven't shown us. Like yeah. we have no inside track. If I get to Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and I really just don't like it, I'm going to be honest about that. Yeah. But we're going to approach that through uh, discussions about you know, the different aspects about performance, about art, there's always something to celebrate. You don't have to approach it with snark. Um, And if I like one more than the other, let's say I like house of the dragon more. uh, Mm -hmm. And again, this is, I'm not predicting. I want everyone to know that I'm not predicting that I like house of the dragon more. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be like, unlike that rings of power. That's, so unhelpful to use the Batman again. I, I, I thought that the Batman that came out this year mm-hmm. is what I've been waiting for my entire life. Mm. I did not need to include bashing stuff I didn't like in that assessment. Yeah. And I think that that's just the it's a better way to be even for yourself. Like, why? Yeah. Why harbor that? Yeah. Never acquiesce. Who's uh, showing up here for the force center fandom. So you're saying no angry car videos. Uh, no, no, unless it depends on what I'm angry at, but it's not gonna be that. Yeah. Look, and, and we love discussing, uh, and, and setting this up for what's coming online. If you've listened to me in force center for years, you've been kind of uh, listening casually talk, uh, this, we, we, I love engaging with what's presented in these stories and attaching it to my own life and, and, and find out what am I being, 
um, you know, what, what am I being taught? What am I hearing? What am I being inspired by? That's why I keep coming back to these because I have other shows that I watch that I don't have podcasts about. The reason is I watch them. I go, that's great. Cool. I'm going to go make dinner. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Lord of the Rings movies for me with Peter Jackson are things that I lean on in my dark times. They inform my decisions. Uh, they are they are uh, where I get a lot of a uh, lot of my uh, outlook from, and and I don't have any shame in that. And that's part of the nerd revolution that you were talking earlier. That is great. Mm-hmm. Now it's no longer just about hey the t-shirts and the toys. Um, and the trivia and best Batman, it's about what they mean to you. And and that's what we're here to celebrate. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, so I love that there. I love this comment here from Heath Jones. Uh, my wife got me more into Lord of the Rings and I introduced her to Game of Thrones. So really, we're really excited for both of these shows. Heath, you, sir, have Win. what's called a well-balanced partnership. That is beautiful. Alden, I know you're, it, wait. I know you're searching again right now for love. That's what you got to find. Can you, can you bring that up one more time? I just want to make sure I got the dynamic correct. Yeah. The wife, Lord of the Rings, he introduced Game of Thrones. I, I really love that because that yeah. makes me think of like an Arwen and Aragorn type dynamic. Like he had more <laughs> of a hardened edge and she brought something way more like beautiful and optimistic to it. Yeah. Uh, that's great. No, I, yeah. I, I, I love stuff like that where you can exchange uh, your loves and it's met with like a really like a more... Uh, yeah. Appreciation, even if someone's always going to have their favorite. Yeah. Um, but that's always, it's just a great thing. Yeah. I love it. I love it there. We did get a question. Let's see. We got a question here from Brennan Marr. Uh, and uh, do we think uh, Morgoth uh, will appear in Rings of Power? Uh, then, oh, L- I forgot to see this. LQ says, yes, Castle Con is a nice ring to it. Yes, it does. It does. It does. So, what, what are we looking at? Uh, you know, and this is for those who we got, it's, so funny, uh, last couple of videos, I've been very clear. I love this world. I'm not lost in this world. Uh, a lot of the details, particularly the second age, I'm looking forward to exploring and getting to know. Morgoth is not, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I can look it up on the internet, internet and go, yay, that's a thing. Uh, I have no thoughts or no, I don't know. What do you think and what do you want? I think that Morgoth will hang over this show in yes. the same way that, I don't know, like, like the Clone Wars sort of hangs over New Hope, like that kind of thing that we throw around in dialogue and maybe glimpse in some of these flashbacks. Cause we yeah. know that our eagle eyed Tolkien experts can look at the footage so far and say, that's first stage. That's definitely first stage. That's the kin slang. Yeah. That's this battle. That's the maybe there in like an abstract, like more so the horrified faces of the heroes type way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Morgoth will be cast up, and yeah. have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a big bad you can play around with, of course. Uh, but I like, I like what you're talking about. The shadow of, of, uh, of a big bad can, can have an influence on the show as well there. So, uh, mm-hmm. I love Not like the mad King. Yeah, no, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, something that's not just referenced, but there's, uh, the mad King and, and what happened and what he did and what he was and what his legacy was and what his genes are, were, um, hung over eight seasons of that show. I love that. That's a good mm-hmm. example. Um, Absolutely. There we go. Thank you, Brennan, for that there. Uh, we got Big Lou checking in here. Do you think Rings of Power will delve into what the Rings power actually is? I'll start with this thought. There was that great featurette released this week on Entertainment Weekly, which you, you saw the showrunners kind of saying some stuff. And, you know, as we know, the second age, uh, they're, they're going to scrunch a lot of things up. They're going to have to. 
Um, and and it's it's an undiscovered country, so to speak. And they kind of talk about that in that featurette. Um, uh, and, and it gives them some room to play. And that maybe is where the danger will be found, where some of those Lord of the Rings lore masters or the Tolkien lore masters show up. Uh, they're a fun breed. Uh, and they'll start having a lot of thoughts about what should be or no, should not be in the show. But they talked about, hey, th- this is that era where some of these big things happen. So to lose question... I don't know specifically. I don't know, but like um, uh, th- that's something that the show could do. Big uh, answers to big questions because it's never really been explored. Yeah, like uh, again, to that sort of alluding to it in abstracts, I think is something that the Jackson films embraced really well when adapting this mythology. And you move sort of into conversations about things that they added for the movies, like. Arwen's life force being connected to the even star, like the light of the even star is dying, Aragorn, like that type of stuff where it's like, wait, but, but how does that work? Yeah. It doesn't need to stop to do that. So I almost think like with Celebrimbor being a character and the forging of the ring is going to be a, I don't know what season that event will take place, but yeah. when that does happen, I, I would anticipate uh, discussions between Sauron or whatever form of Sauron and Celebrimbor maybe about the intent but I don't think it'll be a breakdown of, and with this ability, I can do X. I don't think we'll get that. But I do think that we'll have the conversations that have always been sort of lost to myth, which I think is really exciting. I so, love that. And, uh, and, and some I of you are, Kel- yeah, some, sorry, some oh. of you are saying uh, my mic okay. is popping. So we're going to the other mic and let's see if that happens here, there. Uh, great answer, Alden. This is why you're a pro and I love working with you. When uh, one person <laughs> falls, you pick up the flag and run. Uh, so we got this other mic we're working on here. Hopefully that works. Thanks for letting me know that my mic was popping. It might be a cable issue. If you have problems podcasting or live streaming, always check your XLRs. Those things go Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right. Um, any other, do you had some questions? We are trying to get some people to call in. If you're yeah. a pa- Patreon supporter of mine over at patreon.com slash Ken Knapsack, I dropped the link to StreamYard into the show in the Discord. We're going to be here for about 15, 20 more minutes. Uh, but if you've got a question, uh, reach out, reach out. But you've got some questions that were submitted, Alden. I do. I have some questions submitted from some friends that are either working or whatever, but they wanted to send their Ravens anyway, so I have them. Uh, so we have a question here from uh, Scotty Gyro over at the Bombad Cast, and he's a big uh, Joseph Campbell guy, sort of in a mm. George-type angle, and he wanted to ask us, what uh, Campbellian motifs do we think that Rings of Power is going to bring into like this new generation of Lord of the Rings storytelling? So we're going to have a lot of heroes' journeys, maybe a bunch of different ones at the same time. Mm. Yeah, um, here's... Just in the general hero's journey discussion, this is great. Scotty, we'll get you to call in. You can bring his teacher's brain to this discussion. Um, I, mm. I wonder, the only thing, uh, I'll kick it back to you quickly here, Alden. The, the, what I wonder about the, the Rings of Power, we've kind of talked about it, is, is is there going to be a simplicity to the journeys, the good versus evil, mm. the, the, the good-natured vibe of the show? Is that going to vibe with the rest of the world? 
you know, that it is right now that wants the Batman or wants some darker and grittier things, which I understand. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for in the House of the Dragon. A little more muddied waters. But Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, I always go back to, are kind of more straightforward. So uh, whatever it presents, I wanted to present it uh, to a new generation of fans. There's mm. going to be a lot of people of many ages, but particularly young young fans, discovering a lot of that Joseph, Joseph Campbell stuff, a lot of the, the the pass forward, a lot of the big choices through Rings of Power. And I want the show to uh, stay true to that and stay true to that kind of uh, that journey. I would agree wholeheartedly. I think that it's, a, it's an opportunity here for any eyes in path that a viewer wants to take. It looks to me, when I look at this cast, when I look at the posters and the trailers, that each of the core arcs is sort of has its own makeup mm-hmm. that matches something like a fellowship, like a new hope, like Hercules, any of those classic ones yeah. where like you look at the Harfoots, I see a young Harfoot. I see an old one. I see a journey. I see a crossing of the threshold. I yeah. look at the elves Elrond, despite being old as hell is still young relatively yeah. uh, to all of them. He's the new young. They describe him as an architect and a politician trying yeah. to make change. And someone like Kella Brimbor or Gilgalad is going to be that older mentor figure. So you can break all of them that way. I mean, young Isildur probably being the biggest one I, with just, Ellen Deal yeah. being there. It's so funny because I, I literally, uh, I'm scrolling along here. I have uh, some stuff up here. Uh, and yeah, uh, We got the Isildur uh, being played uh, by uh, Maxim Baldry. What a name. The, the cast has wonderful <laughs> names in, in Rings of Power. Maxim Baldry, Morphin Clark. Morphin like, Clark. Are, are power names. Maxim Baldry. I mean, that's a, that's a secret agent. Yeah, and he's not a main character. He's not a main character, sure. But the fact that he's there and anything that he does that might be considered good or inspirational, in the back of my head, I'm going to be like, well, you know, what are you going to do with that? So it's, but it becomes a lesson of, of where you start out and be careful of where you could end, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I do think there's going to be a lot of that, a lot of classic threshold stuff, a lot of classic uh, Campbell return or 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 Campbell I'm no longer for this world which is sort of where yeah. Frodo ends up it's where Luke Skywalker ends up yeah. a lot of them I mean you can apply this I mean that's why it is the monomyth and is it perfect no uh mm-hmm. has it aged uh greatly for women and people of color not really mm-hmm. but uh, we have been able to still apply it uh in yeah. in those most broad ways with of course the knowledge that yeah. Campbell was a man of his time um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. And and in, in, in a show like Rings of Power, how can you take what was uh, you know created and presented and developed in the past and, and and apply it and keep the the spirit of it like I've been talking about, but but apply it to new stories, new people, new generations, new points of view, new perspectives. Uh, that'll be part of the fun challenge. Uh, I think they're up absolutely. to it, but I think that'll be part of it. Uh, there you go. Uh, Big Lou's got another one. Then I'll pitch it back to you here. If given the choice, would you live in Westeros or Middle Earth, and where in those worlds? This is like one of the Star Wars questions. Where would you live? And it's like, it's either going to be Naboo or Coruscant. Uh, that's where I go. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, see, I go to threat assessment. I don't know what that says about me yeah, as a person. Yeah, no, not, no it's, <laughs> it shows you're smart. It shows you're smart. Because it's like, I was like, oh, Middle Earth for sure, because the people are better. And then I was like, wait a second. Mm, yeah. Middle Earth has dark gods. I mean, that's what they are. I mean, yeah. like the, the Morgoth, Sauron, the mm-hmm. Balrog of Morgoth, uh, 
the not not Sheila of the giant spider, the Ungulian, the the even more <laughs> giant spider that birthed all the giant spiders. Yeah, like, yeah, Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I run into Sheila, I'm not too bad with spiders, but yeah. I'm turning around around that. Uh, no, threat assessment is a great thing there, and that's why. Look, I, I always say the place I want to go is the wall. I, that's perfect for me. I like mm. cold weather. Uh, I'm in a very happy long-term relationship now, but for years I, it, it wasn't, and I could have given it all up just for some solitude in the winter. <laughs> you know, I was a security director for a lot of years, so that's always this, like, my job's to protect something that's not necessarily there. It's a concept, so I can get behind that. Uh, you know, it would have been a little dour. I would have wanted some sun at some point, but I always answer that. So I still think I think Westeros um, mm-hmm. I think though, I might want to, um, Western, I don't, again, I don't love the heat. If I have to live there forever, it, it might have, end up being Dorn. It just might be Dorn. Yeah. If I could pick down to the city, like you're doing, or down to the place, mm-hmm. Rivendell, uh, well, Rivendell inside if, if, of Middle Earth. And you never really have to leave, yeah. right? Once you're there, you're kind of set up for a bit, right? You don't have right. to go. The only thing is yeah. that I would end up being like, Somebody can correct me. It's either Dory, Nori, or Ori in The Hobbit that when they serve them food at Rivendell goes, I don't like to eat green. <laughs> that, yeah. that will be me. I'll be like, you guys got any yeah. snacks? <laughs> yeah. See, ne- never acquiesce. It's just sitting around reading all day. Rivendell is choice. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I think. That's kind of where – that might be the answer. I don't know. But, yeah, but but but, but then again, like kind of what you talk about threat assessment, but if you're in Rev- Rivendell – you got to assume maybe I'm an elf, right? I mean, I'm I'm a bridge troll, not an elf in real life. But then I'd be like, when when my friends are like, cool, time to pack up and get in a ship and, and head on out of here. I'd be like, no, no, I don't want to go. So me and Liv Tyler would hang out, I guess, to the uh, end of our days. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good fate. Liv Tyler, Hugo Weaving. And then sometimes Liv is like, let's go visit my grandma. And it's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that's always a fun detail that I forget is that oh, yeah, yeah. Elrond and Galadriel meet and then Elrond's like, hey, can I marry your kid? Yeah. Like, but we're, we all live so long that like we don't look like we're different generations. <laughs> it's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Uh, but that's elf life, I guess. That's, uh, uh, yeah. that's good. We got a live call coming in here. Uh, then we'll get to some more from you here. Want to add uh, our good friend Brennan Marr to the show. Brennan, how are <laughs> hey, you hey. doing? Uh, thanks. Thanks for calling in, man. What's your question? <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because I'm fairly new to the whole Game of Thrones thing. Mm. But I'm very excited about the House of the Dragon. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I never, it might be blasphemy to admit that I never finished Game of Thrones. Um, but I got far enough in that I think I know what's going on in yeah. how, how, House how, of the Dragon. How far in did you get to uh, Game of Thrones? Until uh, season six. You're so close. You got time. You got time. You could do this. Yeah. You could do remember this. that those last two are shorter seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I remember all the yelling that people do. Yelling everybody did about the last year and the Red Skywalker. Everybody yeah. loved all of those things, Brennan. Everybody yeah, everything's great. Yeah, oh, no, you could do it there. That's great. Oh, that's great, uh, great so, Brennan. Yeah. This what? is an exciting opportunity to get in. Yeah. And 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 see what 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 were the Targaryens up to? Yeah, all those years ago, and were they just as ridiculous as they were in Game of Thrones? So yeah, I think the answer is going to be even more. 
You yeah. Can say, I love that blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's funny because like skin tone. Yeah. John, John included. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we have four Targaryens in Game of Thrones right. throughout. Mm-hmm. So you got John, you have Maester Aemon, you have Viserys, and then of course Danny. Right. And that's that's sampling. Those four quarters are so different, each of them. Yeah. <laughs> that is, we're gonna see there, a, uh, a <laughs> is there even a Venn diagram? Is there a Venn diagram? I guess yeah. John and Danny, because of what they, uh, you know, their adult activities might be the only connection there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, on that note, I was wondering, you know. Yeah. Is this going to be a more uncomfortable incest in this yes. series? Uh, yes. It's going to be an uncomfortable level of it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's going to be people that either are participating in it, come from it, or know of it, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and all of those things will be happening sometimes at the same time. Okay, yeah. And I think I agree with Ken. I would, I would live in Dorn. Dorn, yeah. And it, look, it, oh, I, yeah. I don't. I'm sweating in my. St- I hate Dorn heat. Mm. Yeah, I hate heat. I want to join the Night's Watch. I've always thought that's where I'd go, but uh, a lifetime mm. in uh, Dorn, lifetime of the wall. You might have to make that. I mean, that's the hand snakes. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and uh, and Ober Martell himself there. Uh, Brennan. They would, they would want to hurt me. Thank, thank you for the call, Brennan. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it there. Uh, another call coming in here, but uh, Alden, you got some more uh, pre-selected questions. Yeah, we got some questions here coming in uh, from my buddy, Nick Kumar, who hosts uh, the Rebel Show with me over on Octo Radio. Uh, he was asking about what are the characters, or you know, each of us, pick a character from House of the Dragon, pick a character from Rings of Power that you think is going to end up being uh, the most surprising, whether because of the choices and the performance or the wider fan reaction. So the fan reaction kind of leans into what we know of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who wh- Phrase it again for me. Uh, what's, what's the breakout? Like, yeah. The, so, the, well, mm, yeah. Pick mm. a character from each show, one from each yeah. that you think are going to be those surprising characters, either for actor reasons or yeah. for who that character is. I, I, I am, I am so excited for like Viserys the first, Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I've started D- Damon Targaryen, Matt Smith. That's going to be great. I, uh, I, I'm really, really interested in the sea snake, Corlys uh, Valarin. I really think that's going to be a character that people are going to love. Um, I think uh, they're going to understand him. They can just, he's, he's just exciting. He's an exciting character. His, his whether or not you know his resume is going to be on the show, and you know about the nine voyages and everything. I don't know. I think they're going to love that. Um, I think that is uh, good. But I got to tell you, I, I, I want people to. I'm curious about Allison Hightower um, mm-hmm. because early on, she some of the press it was even in some of the interviews. Ah, she kind of there's some Cersei connections. And you and I were talking about it last week, but even last week of the we talked about the panel of like uh, uh, Olivia Cook saying, uh, you know. She's not necessarily the villain because this is also the world of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of excitement for Rhaenyra, a lot of excitement for uh, just the battle itself and Daemon Targaryen. I just think she might end up being more sympathetic than even maybe I'm expecting. And I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, behind her. It's going to be like the Blacks and the Greens. We're going to have the battles to the fandoms, I guess. Yeah, I think that for House of the Dragon, I was going to pick Allison as well, where I think that she'll be a surprising sort of weirdly sympathetic character um sympathetic in a way i don't think people are used to um in a way that may be inappropriate for this show Mm -hmm. with its its battling and and taking on directly gender roles i think that we will give allison 
the treatment as a culture that a lot of people give like Kylo Ren. Yeah. Where people will be like, that was terrible, but I really understand it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think she'll be that type of character. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. for the ring side, yeah. I really think that the standouts, I think that Durin, King Durin the third and Durin the fourth are going to be standouts because they're different than Gimli, just based on what we've seen mm, of them and yeah. know of them hosting elves in Casa Doom. I think with that, maybe Elrond and the Durins are going to be a, su- a surprising and like exciting thing for people yeah. because we'll see the just, dis- you know, we'll see the, a lot of the origins of that yeah. beef. And uh, Durin was supposed to be the, the king that was like the most kind to the elves and had good relations with them. So that's the first place that my brain goes yeah. there. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, for rings, uh, I'm looking at like uh, Arandir. Uh, uh, I think that's how mm. we're saying it, right? Arandir, Arandir. If you want to just look at it on the page, uh, you got Ishmael Cruz Cordova uh, playing this character, and it's uh, uh, being pitched as kind of like an underdog and an underdog full of a lot of action. And love the stuff in the trailer so far. Uh, and I'm mm. just, uh, I you know, uh, I think that's going to be one of those characters that people are going to get behind too. We'll see because uh, you know, like I said, it's being pitched as uh, discussed especially read an entertainment weekly article this week uh, uh, as an underdog. Uh, and I think um, that works for these kind of shows, these big kind of things uh, it works in game of Thrones, which I think, I think uh, song of ice and fire other than uh, well, John and Danny kind of up there at the top, but like George deals with just a lot of characters who are the underdogs of society. They're under the foot of the world. Yeah. Um, so that just might translate for me on the ring side there. Absolutely. Even when, even when you have a character in Game of Thrones who comes from a world or comes from a position where there's an inherent built-in power, I think of Brienne being a lady yeah, and being, yeah. you know, this coming from an isle that was beautiful and renowned and her father had power. And, 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 and on the flip side, someone like Theon, who is the son of this lord and sometimes a king. And yeah. depending on if you ask him, he'd say a king. Yeah. Um, and how, but still they're both underdogs. And Arandir is this elf who will live forever and has all these skills and all these powers and this ability. And he looks like a total badass and everything we've seen, but still what's going on inside. And we know he has this romance with this, this woman who's mortal. And we've seen that in Lord of the Rings before, but this time it's the flip where it's, you know, the guy is an elf and we'll see sort of how it goes for him. But already uh, I love, love, man. I want it to work out for them. For those crazy kids. For those crazy kids. That's all we want. Uh, we are almost out of here, but before we do, I definitely want to make sure uh, we will uh, get this call from our good friend Donald Long. Donald, welcome to the show. Oh, the banner. Look at Donald. just unfurled all the banners. What's up, Donald? What, what's going on, man? You can get your own on Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your question today, Donald? Uh, you just mentioned real quick about the podcast. I didn't get your thoughts if you listen to that at all. Uh, the official Game of Thrones. The podcast. official Game of Thrones podcast, uh, yeah. or House. I, I say keep saying Game of Thrones is in a general sense, a general term. Uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah, uh, I uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to uh, the host. Uh, I know the, the is his name Jason Concepcion. Uh, he was the Hall H host. Uh, that's yeah. a tough gig. It's uh, you know, unless you're Ash Crossing, you're you're not really. Uh, it's hard to host those big panels. They're they're a thing. Mm-hmm. But Especially I th- with a show that didn't come out yet. Yeah, with the show that didn't come out. But I, I think he did a, a bang up job with it. And then the other host, I for, I forgot. Uh, she does great work. I think um, not with the Ringer. She's one of those big shows. I think her name's Gina. I I, probably, I didn't write it down. But I'll give you my answer, Donald. Okay. I I really love. 
that that exists. And I think a lot of these big uh, properties should do that. I have um, on the Star Wars side, uh, you know, Force Center does its thing. I would never think Force Center would ever become an official Star Wars podcast. I don't think that would be the case. But room exists for them to do that and to do it in a good way. Uh, much like when they launched the Star Wars show. I was at Collider Jedi Council when the Star mm-hmm. Wars show launched. Watch that first episode again. They all but say, hey, a lot of other people are doing this, but only one is doing it from Lucasfilm, and it's us. And that was Andy and uh, Peter when they launched it there, and then Carboni took over, of course, second season with Andy. But I thought that was a good idea. I thought it was like, yeah, you might as well. This is a new age, the digital age, do it. So I always wanted an official Star Wars podcast. Like that would just make a lot of sense. Uh, they rely a lot on the, the 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 fan podcast ecosystem. It's a lot of wonderful free press. Yeah. Press, we're part of that. Do it to it for Center. Um, but I wouldn't change a thing about what we do at Force Center. So I'm I'm glad to see it. Uh, I think it's a smart move from HBO uh, to do that show. Alden, what do you think? Completely agree. Quick production note. I looked it up. Jason Concepcion and Greta Johnson. Uh, I said Greta Gina, Johnson. It, it's Greta Johnson. Yes, you're right. Shout out to you, Greta Johnson. So sorry for forgetting your name. Um, and I completely agree. I, I support this. Catch me off air if you want my full unfiltered thoughts about why people should be controlling <laughs> their narratives and why uh, it'd be smart to do this for all of these big brands. I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just controversies think, aside yeah yeah like well, and, and, it can be sorry i'm cutting you off like like an no, animal no, no. Uh, um you know a couple years ago hbo did the like an official after show and they got a couple guys to think who were from the ringer or back in uh, grantland the old days which i used to watch uh, or used to read grantland uh before it moved to like the ringer and stuff like that um i thought it was a smart idea it was the after show days which i've done many and been a part of many uh, it, it just it, it it lacked a little something. It wasn't them. It's just I don't know. There was something about it that didn't work, and 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 that after show phrase, uh, phase kind of uh, kind of filtered away. It's one of those big shows, so I understand why they don't do that. Um, podcasting is is different. It, 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 it when done right, it's it's a broadcast medium, and I think something like Star Wars. You could. It's not all just going to be flowers and fireworks about the problem. You can bring on creators to talk about things. You can bring on actors to talk about um, tougher questions or grayer, grayer, grayer areas of the conversation. So I really hope they do that with House of the Dragon. I think uh, it, it's a medium that allows for that and allows for it under an official capacity. I don't know if I'd put Alden on things like that. I don't know. You might just flip some tables. I'm kidding, but I absolutely that's true. Stay tuned for the table flipping soon. Uh, <laughs> once the season starts, Ken has no idea what I have planned. Uh, no, it, it, but it's true. And I think that, you know, controversies and accusations of like corporate mm-hmm. safeness aside, there will always be that. Yeah. Um, they, they could, they could unleash this show house of the dragon podcast and it'd be the greatest thing ever. And people will still say, ah, you're just protecting the brand. You can never escape that. You never um, escape that. As, Far back as you go to like Talking Dead, which is still a thing, I believe. Yeah, you'll yeah. never escape any of that. But uh, HBO Max did do the Peacemaker podcast, which, while fun and light as much as the rated R Peacemaker could be, they did have some fun cast interviews and things like that. And I think if you dive into that and just crank it up even more, um, you've got something there. I think people should be controlling their narrative, and I think that I will give a shout out to Paramount Plus, who I think is the the standard bearer for this right now. They're Star Trek Ready Room with mm. uh, with Will Wheaton is yeah. fantastically produced, fantastically hosted. Uh, they combine 
aspects and really celebrate. Like we're going to have a whole segment about why the enterprise bar looks like this with the production mm. designer and really walk you through. But then we'll sit down with, you know, Ethan who plays Spock and have yes. a juicy actor conversation. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I wish all the brands would be shooting for. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about getting the game. I, I saw there was even like an official HBO House of Dragon trailer reaction from the channel. I don't, I don't know if that works for me. I don't know if I need, I need to see that. Uh, that might be be chasing the tail a little bit, but but the podcast could it could be good. Uh, uh, Donald, before I let you go, have you had a chance to listen? And, and what do you think? Yeah, I did. It's very nice podcast. If you don't know a lot about this world, they break it down very easily in the first episode for okay. you. They talk about their Targaryen history, the Baelorian history, the Baelorian history, mm. and set you up and real nice for the show going forward. Plus, they have a real nice interview towards the end with Matt Smith and uh, Patty Constantine. Great. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So it's a nice, fun, quick podcast. It's easy to listen to. It's not like a deep, deep dive like some mm. of these podcasts are. Yeah. If you're just getting started in this world, I'll give it a listen. There are they go. hiring a couple guys? There you go. Does it, always does ask? it, does it, does it look like they want <laughs> two it, more guys? <laughs> it's, it's all you, Alden. I, I am I am unhirable in this space, so uh, that's, why we, that's why I do my own things. Uh, Donald, thank you so much for the question. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate your support. Donald's been listening since 2017 when we were at Daily Thrones. Back in the day. Donald, we'll catch Different you next world. week. Thank you. Bye, Donald. See you. Bye. Uh, all right. Uh, we are almost out of here, Alden. I told you, I said today, I said, remember I said, we are only going to do like 30 minutes today. And here we are coming up on an hour. You can't shut us up about this wonderful world. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, I want to let you all know here, thank you to everyone who's been watching live. If you're watching later, uh, thank you so much. Give us, a, give us a like on YouTube. Give us a, a sub. We're trying to grow this channel out, but we've always been a podcast first. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the spots where podcasts are. We do want to let you know we got some uh, videos coming out this weekend, and uh, this is our take at explaining things. Uh, first in a series here, King Viserys the first House of the Dragon. Get ready to know this is for folks like Brennan or anyone else who's like, hey, I kind of want to know this world. I don't want to, uh, you know, to know all the details, but I kind of know what uh, what's going to happen. I uh, want to know what's going to happen uh, with these characters going in. We got you covered here. We got two videos uh, coming your way with uh, Rhaenyra and Viserys the first, and more on the way as we get ready for House of the Dragon going to be a lot of fun we uh appreciate you guys uh following us so far but we hope you uh uh enjoy more of the videos we've got planned um there you go alden any final thoughts if there's if you have a quick question from someone else uh hit hit us with that on the way out sure yeah i do have a perfect ending little stinger question great uh this one comes from twitter responding to the casually talk account follow us at Casterly Talk is now on Twitter from Justin at JCC125 asks, what dragon are you most looking forward to seeing? Ooh, yeah. And so I was, um, it's just a great question. I was looking up and, and we're looking, we got, I know there's been this, like there's like 17 dragons in House of Dragons, but Sapochnik, Miguel Sapochnik said there's, there's nine in the first season. I don't know if I'm quoting him specifically, but uh, there are a total of 17 uh, nine will meet in the first season. This is confirmed. I'm reading this article right here, right now. And he talks about, uh, you know, uh, look, Caraxes and Syrax, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's going on with them. But but beyond just a specific dragon, all of them, it's what he's talking about. How this is a great interview. It was like, we didn't want to do Drogon. And then we did all these things and we went full circle and realized, yeah, we need to do Drogon. But what they're doing is each dragon kind of has their own personality. They even describe one as kind of like an old granny. 
<laughs> I want to see that dragon. He does not list what dragons it might be. You can take guesses on who might be what. Um, but I love that because there's so many uh, dragons, uh, we, we've dealt with three uh, in the first series. And really, at the end of the day, Drogon takes the lead without a doubt. I like this approach. I think it's wonderful kind of developing personalities. It's like a dog. It's like a dog. And uh, that's why we love mm-hmm. these dragons. So that's what I'm looking forward to more than any specific dragon. Yeah, for me, it's that dog point. I made this on, made the same point on one of our episodes that mm-hmm. when I hear Matt Smith talk about Damon and Caraxes, I think about my relationship with my dog Mando and how we we do sort of become the same. That whole like dogs and owners start yeah. to look alike. Like I don't know about that, but you do start to feel like one entity. And so I I do think that Caraxes uh, yeah. is going to be special in terms of the fact that yeah. he's a giant arm of this being of chaos that is yeah. Damon Targaryen. This dragon, I want you all to know, I feel like I'm I'm like hyping this dragon like he's a pro wrestler right now. This dragon has his own alias when you go to the wiki of Ice and Fire. It says alias, the blood worm. Oh, what yeah. kind of animal gets his own nickname? Like Love that's it. how you know. But you know what? It's like, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, every dog has all the names, right? We have we have Francis, mm-hmm. who's Franny, who's the Franny Cakes, who's the Francis Bean, who's the little, little. She's uh, she's all the things. She's our little noodle. Uh, but here's the actual quote. One of, this is from Sapochnik. One of them's got a bad leg. Another one's much more like an eagle because she's kind of neurotic and another one's like a curmudgeonly old granny that's the dragon i want to see in house of the dragon love her <laughs> love that i am excited for granny dragon and then of course the uh the black dread elephant in the room will there be a flashback we yeah, know we yeah. were gonna see a skull we're gonna that see a we skull know. yeah they're gonna get i think i i i'm praying uh, for a flashback i would love to see the black dread flying with viserys the younger yeah. viserys on top be great be great that would be fantastic. especially because he is the one saying maybe this is a power we shouldn't have trifled with i'm no longer a rider myself mm. at this point in his reign yeah um, Ooh, i love that theme i love that theme connection alden so it's we love a theme connection this we love what, what we do um but then <laughs> yeah if it's like but if it's someone like damon whispering in his ear like but come on you remember how awesome it was <laughs> yeah you know you get to see it like yeah uh it's interesting Ooh, for sure that's good great question and see that's why you're a radio guy and a radio producer stuff so you know how to take the show home alden thank you so much as always uh, you can find links if you're watching on youtube to the stuff we do including alden's octo radio but alden you got some big news you announced this week you you, mm. you, you, you have a cool interview in the can coming for a great charity event uh talk about the charity event and talk about what you got coming on that uh, show Yes. So for those of you that know or maybe don't know, Ken and I are both Star Wars podcasters. There's a group of Star Wars podcasters that's been coming together for the last three years um, to do an event called Potathon. And Potathon directly benefits Make-A-Wish. All the money goes directly to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I do mean directly. You, It, it never touches anyone involved. Uh, the portal is set up by Make-A-Wish. It's an officially affiliated thing. Press releases, all that. This is the third year. I wanted to go very big. And I netted, I netted Mia. Ryan Johnson, yeah. the director of uh, The Last Jedi and Knives Out, Glass Onion, Breaking Bad, all that good stuff. Uh, for me, the interview is in the past. It's yeah. already done. For everyone else, the interview is September 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. Pacific. It airs. I'm really proud of it. And it's going to be the last thing on on the card that day. <laughs> That's the main and, event. Uh, 
It's the main event. And let's see if we could push the $10,000 goal all the way into the sun. Yeah. We're already 10% of the way there just after the Ryan announcement. That's great. Um, so let's, let's kick it up for these kids. He could not have been easier and cooler. Um, I don't know what he thinks about House of the Dragon or Rings of Power, but uh, I do know that he is dipping his toes into TV, and we touch on that a little bit too. Uh, that'd be great. A Ryan Johnson a House of the Dragon episode will be wonderful. Uh, look for that. Look for that. Uh, we'll put some links to that in the shows going forward as well to support the charity event. Uh, Scotty, Pete, the whole gang do a great job. So that is it for this week. For me, just follow me at Cadnapsuck. If you're local, got some stand-up comedy shows coming soon. You can find information on my website at Cadnapsuck.com. Don't forget, it's all set up top. You can follow us on Twitter at Casterly Talk. We also have a Facebook page. If you're a commercially old granny dragon, that might be where you find us there. So that's it for now. We'll see you next time here on Casterly Talk.